Boss's day is just around the corner. What should you get your boss? Do you need to give a gift? And what does it mean if you're a boss and you don't get something for Boss's Day? We're diving into our favorite holiday of the year now on Boss Better Now. You're listening to Boss Better Now. This show is sponsored by Joe Mall and Associates. Now here's your host, speaker, and author, Joe Mall. Welcome back, boss heroes, to your regular dose of advice, humor, and encouragement for bosses everywhere. If you are the kind of leader who strives daily to create the conditions for people to thrive at work, that makes you a boss hero, even if you always don't know what you're doing. I mean, frankly, neither do we. We're all just kind of making it up, aren't we? But we gather from time to time on this here Friendly Neighborhood podcast to work it out together. So let's do that. I am thrilled to welcome back to the show my new co-host, executive coach, HR advisor, and scratch golfer, Suzanne Malowski. Hey, Suzanne. Well, hey, Joe. Good to be with you again today. You know, I try to keep my golf score a secret, and it's not because I'm a scratch player. Okay, so you don't have the prowess on the links that I attributed to um, attributed to you in that introduction? Uh, well, no, I mean, I look good when I'm out there. I just claim I'm always having a bad day. But if we think about my score, it's more like a I'm a three golfer. Mm. And by three, I mean I'm three over par generally on every hole. Ah, okay. Listen, there's still a name for that. It's triple bogey. And my whole thing is right. if there's still a name for what you shot, you're not terrible. Okay. I, I like that. And I did look up, like, what's the highest score you can get? Oh. Um, your handicap score? Yeah. And I'm not quite there. Okay. See, I, I, <laughs> I don't know go, any of I'm that. I'm not the worst of the worst. Yes. Okay. Yes. I know there yes. are numbers of people who have a handicap or people, you know, what does yeah. it need to be a scratch golfer? I don't know any of that. I just try to whack the ball towards the hole. And I do pretty well about half the time. <laughs> well, it would be a pleasure to play with you sometime. Yeah, we'll do have that. to Absolutely. give that a try. Okay. Well, we are one week away from Boss's Day. It's on October 16th. It's a Sunday this year, so it makes it a little awkward to celebrate it. But we're celebrating it here because our podcast releases on Sundays. And so one week out from Boss's Day... I thought it made a ton of sense for us to talk about some do's and don'ts for Bosses Day, and especially around some of the questions that I get often related to Bosses Day. Uh, so how does that sound to you, Suzanne? Is it okay if we talk a little that bit sounds, about Bosses Day? Yeah, it sounds great. It's absolutely an important day. I think one of the questions we should ask, do I give the gift on a sun, on Monday, on Friday? Right. You know, that might be a little awkward, but we could figure that out. Well, I think that the way my brain works is, yes. do I want people to make up a story in their brain about the motivation for the gift? Like if Boss's Day is on a Sunday this year and I'm on top of that and I'm planning, I might give that gift on a Friday because I want that person to know like, hey, I was, I'm aware of this. This is happening. And, you know, thanks for being a great boss because I would be, <laughs> I would be afraid that if I gave the gift on a Monday and it was the day after the official boss's day that they would think maybe I just ran out to the Hallmark store and got a little something, <laughs> you know, out of guilt. And, and the, the boss's day mugs were on sale by then. Yeah, right. here's your 50% off great boss mug. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. But I think um, actually a lot of places it'll probably happen on Monday because don't yeah, Sunday, like Sunday holidays often get observed on Mondays, right? Yes, let's go with that. I, I okay. agree. 
Well, one of the questions that I get often is, what's an appropriate gift for Boss's Day? What should I get my boss? And so I told you ahead of time that I was going to be asking this question. So you've had some time to think about this. Where do you stand? What what should uh, people get for their boss on Boss's Day? Well, I think the most important thing would be considering what the boss might like. Mm. So a random something or other that they're not going to enjoy or might not appreciate or might exasperate the fact that you don't know them very well. Ah. <laughs> um, I would spend some time thinking about what do they like? You know, yeah. do they like a good fall candle. Do they like to read? Do yeah. you see them? Do they play golf? Just try to get something that's personalized and shows that you see them as a human being, not yes. just the boss. Yes. There so are I going think. to be thousands of employees across the world doing like secret Facebook research and Instagram research on their <laughs> boss's profiles. Be like, what do they like? I don't really know. Oh, look, mm. they're holding a Snickers. Maybe they like Snickers. Maybe I should give them a Snickers. But I mean, there's, there's, that's valid, right? If we can encourage folks to, you know, get a sense of what people like, what, what is personal to them, that. That gets experienced as thoughtful, right? A favorite candy bar is great. Mm -hmm. Favorite coffee pods or, you know, a favorite hand lotion. That's a thoughtful gesture. It shows that you're paying attention to who they are as a person. Yes. It's just not the uh, the apple that everyone gives the teacher. You've put some thought into it. You know who they are. Um, and that way it can be appreciated and feel like it's, you know, sincere. Yes. Um I have a couple other ideas to throw out there. I wrote okay. a blog post okay. about this a couple years ago from Boss's Day, and I went, let me go back to that blog post. What was the advice I originally gave for gift ideas mm. around Boss's Day? And I went back and I read it, and I was like, wow, these are really good ideas. And so I thought maybe I would share some of them back here on the podcast. And the very first one on the list was the one you put your finger on, which was pick something personal. And that's absolutely great advice. Um, I wrote, what if you can cook or bake, sometimes that's a really nice mm. gesture, right? If your boss- I've done uh, that one. Yeah. Like if you've got skills in the kitchen, taking the time to make something for that person, is a, it's a thoughtful gesture. But mm -hmm. we have to be cautious about allergies, right? Putting your boss <laughs> in anaphylactic shock would probably work against you come performance review time. Exactly. <laughs> My other idea was, uh, like, if you love your boss and you really mm -hmm. want to do something that just gives them all the feels, you could create a thank you video. Like, you could take your cell phone and go around and ask everybody to record tw a 20-second message of appreciation, and then you string those clips together and, like, post it on their LinkedIn profile for Boss's Day. That's amazing. That would be amazing. Right. And I've got one more. I like that one. Okay. What else you got? You could write a letter to their family. Right? You come together as a team and you write a letter describing all the ways that you know your mom or, or your husband or partner makes a difference in the lives of the employees here. And you thank the family for sharing that person with you. Isn't that a cool idea? I like that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, the, And that's, that's um, a gift of effort and thought, not yes. of cash, right? Absolutely. Um, and I would which make Which I know those gifts... I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Those gifts I get from people who you felt like they put some thought in. Like, you get me, right? That's yes. when you feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, I feel appreciated or I, you know, can really 
be grateful for the effort they put into it. Absolutely. And if you do something like the letter or the video, how does that person not feel appreciated around something yep. like that? Absolutely. Yep. And, and I actually think that goes to the larger point, which is that in most cases, the sentiment matters more than the gift. And so for Boss's mm -hmm. Day, really, you don't have to buy a gift. I think a personal note expressing what you value and appreciate about your boss wins the day, as long as you're specific as possible. If you can jot down a few sentences about how that person has helped you or supported you, to me, that's the perfect Boss's Day gift. Yeah, and that's a keeper. That's something yeah. that they can keep in their heart or in their celebrate file in the drawer. It's not something they feel they have to keep on their desk so you know that they <laughs> they still have it or, you know, eventually they have a lineup of great boss mugs, things like that. It's yeah, really like something they can on hold on to. And I agree with you. I don't um, think people need to succumb to the pressure of buying something. Mm -hmm. It could be getting the team to go to lunch together. It could be popping in your boss's office and saying, hey, I just want to let you look him in the eye and say and say those things. You yep. know, I really appreciate the opportunity to work with you. I've learned this, thus, and so, um, you know, here to support you in any way I can, whatever that might message yes. might be. But that means a lot. Absolutely. And so then th that to me begs the follow-up question is, is what if – my boss and I don't have a great relationship. Do I need to give a boss's day gift? You might not have a great relationship, but you might know something about them. You might know enough to know if they would appreciate that or if they think those things are stupid or that type of dialogue is um, fun for them or is mm -hmm. it embarrassing, right? Yeah. So again, it's a being aware and knowing them as much as you can, even if you don't get along. And if you right. don't get along, even a gesture of graciousness or yes. asking their advice or extending yourself to some way that um, works to to try to connect a little bit deeper and more, uh, what do I say, uh, constructively yeah. with your boss, I think is a gift in and of itself. Yeah. And and it's one of those things where you have to kind of align the what you do for boss's day with the reality of your situation. Like if you have yes. a, a a relationship filled with tension or conflict or, you know, there've just been there's a history there, then a gift that doesn't that, that kind of is over the top is going to feel like insincere or sucking up, right? And so we're not there to try to use boss's day to fix our relationship with our boss. Nope. Um Right. You know, we want to work on what's most important in any employee-boss relationship, which is real and candid communication based on mutual trust and respect. And if you have a relationship that's just awkward or strange or weird, then a boss's day gift might feel awkward or strange or weird. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point, though, some kind of gesture could be a way to thaw that tension, especially if you're able to sincerely celebrate something that – that they do or that you respect about how they show up, mm -hmm. you know, even if it's mm -hmm. just leaving a note that says, hey, I know we don't always agree, but I want you to know that I appreciate that you always take the time to listen to what I have to say. Happy Bosses Day. That, you know, that might even just put you on an even path together for a little while. And I don't think mm -hmm. we can underrate that. No, I don't think so. Because I was even thinking a drive by if, if they're if you used humor before a drive-by visit saying, hey, I know we're going through a rough patch, but I still appreciate you, you know, yeah. then run the other way um, because <laughs> it's not the day to have the conversation, but it's a day to kind of bring neutrality to that or yeah. look for an opening to show that you're human and yeah. you recognize they are too. <laughs> 
But you can't do that if you haven't acknowledged the rough patch before, right? Because if you walk oh, in no. and you're like, hey, I know we're going through a difficult time. And they're like, wait, we are? What? And you've run what, out of what? the room. That's just. <laughs> like okay. Yeah. Works. Yeah. Again, know your situation. Right? Yeah. R- rough patch up Very here. Funny. Like in my head, things aren't good between you and I. And we haven't said that and out loud, but great. I care. I still yeah. care. <laughs> All right. So this is a question that I've been asked more than once around this holiday. What does it mean if I'm a boss and I don't get anything from my employees for Boss's Day? Well, we could go down the negative path like, uh-oh, maybe uh-oh. I've not created that environment yeah. where I've given them the support they need or build the relationships with them you need. If you're new, it may to them or to the team, it may just be a norm that no one has figured out yet. Yeah, um, It may be a signal that you need to to work a little harder, dig a little mm-hmm. deeper in building relationships. I wouldn't get paranoid about it uh, yeah. because it depends on the industry you're in, what people have done, are they even aware of it? You know, everyone's so, so busy. And have you seen, it's like National Sun's Day again. Yeah, I saw that. We had National Daughters Day and then we had National Sons Day. And like, I didn't know this was a thing. And should my kids be offended if I didn't post about them on Facebook? Exactly. I just texted my kids. Okay. You know, I love you. I'm not putting anything up. Is that okay? Unless you need something, (laughs) I can do that. And then my son said, I thought Sons Day was in March. I'm like, well, it might be then too. I have, you know. So it just might need something that kind of like sweetest day that was big in Ohio, not in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Which is like, so. It's like Valentine's Day, but six months later. Those are Hallmark holidays. Those are holidays designed to sell cards and gift wrap. That's right. (laughs) And you can't blame them. Good good sales, good marketing. So while we believe Boss's Day is super important, it doesn't mean everyone's aware of it or the norm. And you really, as a boss, you shouldn't be measuring your worth on on gifts, right? It's really about performance and feedback and dialogue and all the things that you're measuring from that perspective. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Now, if everybody down the line has a gift, you know, if you're like in an office and everybody else has one, then it could be opportunity for reflection time, right? So we think about this the same way because my my first blush reaction is, is there a pattern, right? So if you receive nothing for Boss's Day, my my initial reaction is that is no big deal. People are busy. People are distracted. Yep. It, people are forgetful. It's not on our radar for a lot of folks. So don't make up a story in your brain about what it means for how you show up as a leader or what your people think of you if you don't get a gift for Boss's Day. Right. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me that I was a great boss to work for. And and in, I had many, many years where I didn't get anything for Boss's Day, and I didn't take that to be any kind of commentary on who I am. Um, however, there's a but coming. Uh, it does yes. feel like, is there a pattern? Are we seeing other signals that communicate that maybe I should be a little worried? And so you listed one of them. If Boss's Day is celebrated by everybody in the company and all the other managers are getting all kind of stuff, there's a pattern that we should probably pay yep. attention to and start to question, what does it mean that that I didn't have that same experience? I think another one is, are you getting signals or, or experiencing concerns that maybe your leadership style isn't working or that people aren't responding to you or that they don't trust you? So... Uh, do you have a lot of turnover in your department? Do people join and then leave? Um, do you have? Uh, do you feel a lot of resistance 
when you interact with people, when you uh, share information, when you give directions, when you ask for things? Um, do you feel excluded from conversations, from the normal social interactions that take place on a team? I think not enough, but most bosses have a kind of sixth sense about whether or not they're in a good place with their direct reports. And if you're feeling mm -hmm. that there's a gulf there of some kind and you don't get a boss's day gift and those other things that I just mentioned are all happening, well, that's a pattern. And we can take a step back and say, okay, maybe this is a chance for me to do some reflection or do some assessment uh, or just start to think about how do I change things up in my leadership style to show up in a way that, that better reflects the kind of relationship I want to have with my people. I agree. I agree. And the one... Um, advice that comes to mind I received from another HR leader was if they're coming to your office, you're needed, right? Yeah. So the other signal could be no one's calling me with problems. They're mm. not stopping in. Um, maybe it's a little bit of that not feeling included, but if yeah. they're not, if they don't show signs of needing you, um, then maybe there's something else you could be doing, something else to think about. Reflect Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Well, I, and I have good news for the folks who are listening to this. Even if you don't get a boss's day gift from your direct reports, I am giving you one next week on Boss's Day. We've got a little surprise planned here for the show. I'm not going to say what it is, but we're going to give away a special something in place of this podcast next week. So our episodes release on Sundays. Which next week is Bosses Day. So on Sunday, October 16th, for all of the boss heroes who are listening, tune into our podcast, podcast, easy for me to say, for your special surprise, a little gift from us to you for Bosses Day. All right, folks, one of the things we love to do around here is answer your questions. We just answered three questions that we get a lot around Bosses Day. And so is there a situation at work that you're struggling with? Uh, is there a scenario uh, that you're facing with a direct report or with somebody else on your team uh, that you are trying to figure out how to address? Are there challenges you're facing in your work environment that you could use some advice on? We want you to email us your questions. You can do that by sending a message to bossbetternow at gmail.com, bossbetternow at gmail.com. Send us your questions, and we may address them here live, except we're recorded, on the podcast. That's bossbetternow at gmail.com. All right, Suzanne, that brings us to the camaraderie question of the week. Bosses build camaraderie on teams by making it easier for people to find things in common with each other. That's why every week here on the show, we give you a question you can use at meetings or in huddles or in one-on-ones to facilitate connection and build camaraderie. Uh, this is a fun one, I think. The question is this, tell us about the last three pictures you have on your phone. All right. I also gave you notice that this question was coming so that you didn't have to, you know, talk about anything awkward. But I mean, I don't have any awkward <laughs> photos on my phone. Oh, no, no. I didn't have to no, erase anything. No, no. no, no not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> All right, so I, I just looked up. I looked yes. in and looked at my gallery on my Samsung. And I often take, you know, screenshots of quotes that I like to save to maybe use it another time. And so the third one is a quote that is says, be humble, be hungry, and always be the hardest worker in the room, hmm. which I thought was coming off of the quiet quitting conversations. Yeah. I, 
Yeah. I, I still want to be the hardest worker in the room, but smartest, hardest worker. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, the second one, we had the pleasure of visiting Charleston, South Carolina this weekend. So it's a click of the bridge of the pretty water scene there. So that okay. was cool. Shout out and to then South this Carolina. La- yeah, it was beautiful there. Love your city. And then the last one has a little mystery to it. So it is a picture of a signed piece of art Ooh. that was in my husband's father's belongings. And it's rolled up and I pulled it out. There's two two signed copies of something. Oh. And so now I, I took a picture of it because I got to figure out where on the World Wide Web can I put this and someone could tell me who what, what, yeah, what is drew it? it. But, you know, it's really just dawned on me. There was this piece of paper in the thing and it's an obituary for Salvador Dali. So could those prints be Salvador Dali's. Wow. We could be rich. And not know it yet. Or have, you know, really high valuable artwork in our home. So uh, stay tuned. I'll let you know with the, how I solved that mystery. Or this is the greatest long prank ever. Right. Right. Let's watch like, the kids get he, all excited he about drew this. pictures yeah. at the dining room table <laughs> in like 1947. Yeah. And then he stuck this, you know. Okay, we've yeah, got to come back and tell us though. I will, I will, I promise. That is oh man, I'm, I'm that's a cliffhanger. I don't know that we've ever had a cliffhanger before on the camaraderie dun, dun, dun. question of the week. You're bringing it on like your third episode. It. Way to go. Look out, Joe. That's right. Very cool. Those are, those are cool pictures. That tells us a little something about you. It does. What have you got? All right. Okay. So I looked at my phone right before we uh, sat down to record, and my last three pictures are as follows. Uh, first, there is a selfie of my son, Henry, who is six. And anybody listening to this who has kids know that any chance they can get, the little ones like to steal the phone, and then they just hold the button down, and they take the 3,700 selfies of them <laughs> making all the same face or many different faces. Um, and so I deleted 3,699 of them the other day, and I kept the one because it's actually pretty cute. It, we were at my other son's soccer game and he's just sitting in the camping chair taking a selfie which was fun awesome um the uh picture right before that one was of our closed above ground swimming pool in the backyard so we had just closed it um you know a couple uh, a week or so ago and um that's like one of the saddest days of the year for me because for me it's all about like yes. it's the passage of time it's the signal Closure. that another summer with my little ones is gone uh, and I always post a little sad face with it online and then the third picture was from was sent to me so I saved it to my camera roll it was sent to me okay. I was just on stage in Boston um, for a healthcare uh, organization up there really incredible group of people and they rented a local theater this beautiful old theater that's been completely oh. refurbished and they had their annual LDI there, their annual leadership development intensive. And so I got to open it with a keynote on creating a destination workplace in the new age of work. And the coolest thing about this, Suzanne, was that it was run by the stagehands, by the the union stagehands there. So the tech was amazing. Oh, wow. They had all the, yes. like, I had a whole team of people who were like hooking up my stuff for me and putting the mic on and just, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're, you know, presenting a hallway and then like the next day you get yes. to fly to this historic theater, that's pretty cool. So the third picture was a picture that my client snapped of me on stage at this historic theater. So 
That's my well, and theater is your jam, so you were on the right stage, weren't you? Yes, like it was this perfect moment where I was like, I don't know whether to get up here and and do a keynote or just start singing from Les Mis because I kind of wanted to do that too. I know, I bet you did. I'm 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 sure you held true to your contract and did what you were there to do. Yes, although I was tempted (laughs) to spell something out, I thought maybe if if they invite me back, maybe I'll throw that element in. Okay, I like. There you go. Well, I like this question for a couple reasons, because it, it just gives us a glimpse into people's lives. But as we always say here on the show, don't forget the opt-out option. If people don't want to talk about the pictures on their phone, they don't have to. If they only want to pick one or they just want to pick a couple at random, it doesn't have to be the last three. You know, we want to don't want to make people uncomfortable. We don't want people to be excluded. This is about inclusion and getting people connected and building sophisticated relationships. And so um, you may have to amend this question accordingly. And that's... Camaraderie question of the week. All right, folks. Well, we are so excited that um, you are joining us this week. And believe it or not, there are only a few weeks left in the calendar year. Um, And if you're planning a meeting or an event in 2023 and you want to give your attendees a dynamic program on leadership, on employee experience, on hiring and retention – Well, how about me? My new keynote on creating a destination workplace in the new age of work is filled with stories and humor and tons of insights on what it takes right now to find and keep devoted employees. And so that's what I'm going to talk about if we get the chance to work together in a way that is fun and engaging. Because the way I see it is, if I get asked to speak in an event, I have two jobs. The first is to provide substantial answers and takeaways to real-world problems so that those people in attendance can show up differently and get better results. My second job is to do that in a way that is utterly captivating. A A keynote program should be fun and energizing and wildly informative. So that's that's how I see it. That's how what I set out to do every time. Uh, so 2023 is just around the bend, and my calendar is already about halfway full. So don't wait. If you want to protect a date or get pricing or learn more, then let's talk. All I need you to do is email hello at joemall.com, H-E-L-L-O at joemall.com. All right, Suzanne, we're going to close today with a little segment we do around here every once in a while that we call Story Time. This is a story that I've started telling recently about something that I heard in the news, and I think it, it, it contains a really powerful message about how the little things matter. So check this out. About a month ago, a woman named Giovanna from Canada rented a GMC Yukon SUV to help her daughter with her college move-in. She picked it up from the Avis car rental at the Toronto Pearson Airport in Ontario, and she drove about 186 miles back and forth that weekend. Between driving to her daughter's town, moving furniture and boxes back and forth, and making an occasional stop for a hot and steamy Tim Hortons— the coffee, not the dude, she returned that SUV and then she went on her way. That is, until she checked her credit card statement and discovered that Avis had billed her more than $8,000 in excess mileage charges. According to Avis's records, Giovanna had actually driven the car 22,369 miles that weekend. Well, actually, it's Canada, so... What they said is that she drove 36,482 kilometers, but they said it very politely. 
Now, a, a simple bit of math makes it very clear that this is some kind of billing error, not a, a whirlwind weekend driving across Canada, pounding Labatt Blue and evading the Mounties. That sounds worse than it should. But friends, 22,369 miles is nearly the circumference of the Earth. In order for Giovanna to have traveled that far in the three days she had this vehicle, she would have had to have driven for 72 hours straight at an average land speed of 310 miles per hour. Clearly, this isn't possible, so armed with math, she set about the task of trying to get a refund. And yet she struggled. First, she contacted the local rental office for help, and she got none. Then she contacted Avis's corporate headquarters, which refused to issue a refund. And she even asked Visa for some help with this ridiculous charge on her credit card. All with no luck. It was only after her story was picked up by the local news that somebody at Avis finally picked up a calculator and said, oh, I guess this is impossible. Maybe we should look into this. You know, Avis's slogan is, we try harder. Though in this case, it feels like it's, we try harder. Sometimes, but not really. Avis eventually discovered that the problem stemmed from an incorrect odometer reading taken when the SUV was dropped off. Apparently, when Giovanna returned the vehicle, the person checking it back in recorded the wrong total mileage into Avis's system, and then everything went haywire from there. There are a lot of lessons for us out of this crazy story, but for me, the most important one might be how the little mundane things we do in our jobs every day that we often do mindlessly because they're so routine can cause huge problems for people if we get them wrong. Who knows why that odometer reading got entered incorrectly? Maybe that employee was distracted by a personal problem that day and just looked at the dashboard too quickly. Maybe he noted the mileage correctly, but then when he went to punch it in on his tablet, he entered it wrong because his fingers were cold. After all, as you might know, Canada has four unique seasons, almost winter, winter, still winter, and July. Nevertheless, let's take a moment and use Giovanna's misfortune to remind us all how important the little things are in our work. And because around here we focus mostly on helping leaders become better bosses, let's put this into that context. Never forget how much influence so many aspects of our work have on people's lives. If we skim an email too quickly, fly, to pay, fly through the payroll too carelessly, or we fail to listen attentively, there's almost always a domino effect that can create an issue that negatively impacts others, and that can become a big headache to fix. In fact, an argument can be made that it's not solving sophisticated problems or diving into big projects that's a leader's most important responsibility. It's the little things, the day-to-day -day things. What we have to get right every day are the little details and duties that few people notice and that we do often that make everything else and everyone else around us work well. So slow it down, pay attention, be careful with the details. They tend to matter most. Oh, and if the next time you need to rent a car, you wanna consider someone other than Avis, here's my advice. Choose a national brand, preferably an established enterprise, one that stretches your dollar and is friendly to your budget. After all, if you end up with a bad car rental agency, 
It hurts. That was a lot of work for some dad joke level puns at the end there. All right, friends, that's our show for this week. We're so grateful that you stopped by and gave us a listen. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. And if you liked what you heard, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening. Just scroll down, and if there's a write a review option, just click that, write a few words about what you think about the show, and click submit. People look at reviews, and they use them to decide whether or not they're going to listen to an episode. So we thank you for any effort you can put into leaving us a review. In the meantime, thanks for all that you do, for taking care of so many, and we'll see you next time. This show is sponsored by Joe Mall and Associates. Remember, commitment comes from better bosses. Visit joemall.com today.